Having Sage approved audio for our car rides is a literal lifesaver for my nervous system. And I love making lists of podcasts to share with him when he's ready. I was so excited to hear about a new show called Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as M-A-T-H, math, geared toward the six plus crowd. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time traveling adventures. Recently, we had some family visiting, and on our way to dinner, we popped on an episode of Mysteries About True Histories, math, with my niece and nephew in the car. In this episode, Max and Molly travel back in time to solve a mystery from the order of the problem solvers, along with lots of kid humor mixed in. It was a fun way to enjoy our car ride together and opened the door for some interesting conversation about history and understanding some of the mysteries of the past. Episodes drop every Thursday and are about 15 minutes long, the perfect length for car rides and meal times, and stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Welcome to Voices of Your Village. You're listening to episode number 61. Today we're diving into hitting, kicking, biting, spitting, and how we respond to these things. Not just like in the comfort of our own home or when it happens to you, but also like what happens if they do it to a sibling or what happens if they do it in public to a kid you don't even know. And then you have to deal with, you know, your whole situation and also the whole like, I don't know this other tiny human or other caregiver. And now I'm feeling all these other feelings about the fact that this was my tiny human. It's not just about your kid and their emotions anymore. It's about you and your embarrassment or your shame or your disappointment that your child did this or hurt somebody. All that jazz. So we're chatting about it. I get this question a lot in tiny humans, big emotions, and I think it's really important that we dive into it. Before we do so, uh, we got to touch base about tiny humans, big emotions. I really, really wanted to create a platform where we could just hang out and you could ask questions in real time that I could answer much like I do in tiny humans, big emotions in person. But I'm aware that not everybody lives in Vermont and not everyone can find childcare to come to tiny humans, big emotions and all that jazz. So I created a platform where we get to hang out once a month live on different topics and you get to ask your questions in real time and we get to dive in in depth because really, I really, really enjoyed doing the sleep webinars where I talked about sleep and people asked their questions and we got to hang out and troubleshoot things in real time. So I was like, oh man, I want to do that for emotional development too. You guys kept asking for it and I didn't know how to make it happen, but think of it as like webinar style where you get to ask questions. The best part is that you get to keep that video to share with a partner or to reflect back on when you need a reminder for a whole year. And I'm going to give you some follow-up tools to implement what we talk about into your real life. Because you could sit with me for two hours and hear all this, but go back to your real life and not know how to implement it. So it's really important to me that I give you those tools as well. We're going to do all this through the Tiny Humans Big Emotions membership. 
head on over to tinyhumansbigemotions.com and sign up to be on the wait list. Guys, it's going to be less than 50 cents a day. I'm doing everything in my power to make this as affordable as possible because I just want to hang out with you. I want it to be like we're sitting in your living room or mine, although I live with my mother's-in-law right now, so there might be more people in that living room, and having a cup of coffee, hanging out, diving into this stuff. So go sign up. I'm launching it next week, guys, next week. So if you want all the details and you want to be in the know, go to tinyhumansbigemotions.com to sign up so that you can be in the know. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village, a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. What do you do when your tiny human is hitting, kicking, biting, spitting? When they're doing it to you or when they're doing it to a sibling or when they're doing it to somebody else's kid like in public or at school? I get so many questions on this one. And to be honest, it's a challenging one because we're not just talking about the tiny human's emotions here. We're talking about our emotions here. When a kiddo hurts another human, we can feel shame or guilt or embarrassment or disappointment. And we have to work through that so that we can respond instead of react. So we're going to chat about that. First of all, if somebody else's kid bites or hits or kicks your kid, like at school or at the playground or whatever, your instinct is probably going to be to protect your kiddo. It's a natural instinct. And then I want you to pause and think about how it would feel if that was your kid. You guys, there have been so many times as a teacher where parents would be like, I can't believe that my kid is being bitten. And then fast forward six months and their kid's the biter. It is developmentally appropriate for kiddos to use their bodies to react to an emotion or a hard feeling when they don't know what else to do with that hard feeling. Let's look at a little scenario here. We're talking about other people's kids first. So say your kiddo is at the playground and they really want to use a shovel that somebody else is using, and they go up and they hit or they bite the kid who has the shovel. All right. Sarah goes up and bites Sam because she really wants the shovel that Sam's using. Right now is not a time for law enforcement or delivery of justice. Our inclination might be to say, oh, Sarah, we don't bite that hurts him, etc. That's for us. We are not saying that for her. Instead, I want to take a deep breath. We're going to process our shame and guilt and embarrassment and disappointment later. We're not going to process that right now. 
But instead of reacting to say something to appease the other parent, let's work on building a toolbox for Sarah so that this doesn't happen again. And right now, that looks like helping her process this emotion. She's feeling disappointed or frustrated or angry or sad that she can't have the shovel. So I'm not telling her what she did wrong or making her say sorry. Right now, I'm focused on helping her process that hard emotion. Sarah, I'm not going to let you hurt somebody's body. That's what we say as we pull her away. Um, If they're still biting, you push into the bite. Don't pull away because that'll just tear skin. If you push into it, it opens their mouth. But say now that they're separated and Sam is crying with his parent, you are going to take Sarah and say, I'm not going to let you hurt their body. So you're taking her away from him for a second. And I would say, oh, you really wanted to use that shovel and he's using it right now. It's so hard to wait. And then pause. Just empathize with her right now. It is hard to wait. How many times have you been sitting in traffic and you're pissed at the other person because you want to be moving and you aren't? And it's not their fault. Everybody's sitting in traffic, but you're still having a hard emotion and it's still hard to wait or in line for something. Or when you've ordered delivery and you're really hungry and you just have to wait for it to show up. That's an Alyssa move where like while I'm waiting, I'll make a little piece of toast or something. Anyway, right now we're empathizing with her that it's so hard to wait. And then we're asking her how we can support her in feeling calm so that we can talk about it. How can I help your body feel calm so we can talk about it? How can I help you feel calm so that we can solve this problem? And if she doesn't have coping strategies yet, you can offer too. Would you like a hug to feel calm? Would you like to come read a book with me? Would you like to come play with me by yourself for a second so you can feel calm? She might need to move her body. Do you want to come do 10 jumping jacks with me or jump up and down? So then we can talk about it. It is imperative that we are not punishing her right now. She's not in trouble for what she did. She did what she knew how to do. She doesn't know what to do with the feeling she's feeling. So she bit him. It's our job to teach her that you can have a hard feeling and then find your calm so you can problem solve. We want to get her in the habit of doing something else with her hard feeling. Right now, when she's in it, though, when she's feeling it so fiercely in the amygdala, she's not ready to problem solve. She's not ready to rationalize and telling her that biting hurts. She's like, duh, that's why I did it. I was mad. She knows full well that biting hurts. When we say those things, we're saying it for ourselves. We're saying it for the other parent who's nearby. We're saying it because we're having a hard emotion right now but it doesn't do anything for her. This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. 
we've been loving active skin repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com code VILLAGE for 20% off your order. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for Mila Bean, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash voices. So let's emotion coach her, support her through this for emotion processing, not just to get her to regulate her emotion, but for her to be able to process this hard emotion. And then when she's calm, then we're saying, huh. Okay, it looks like he's still using that shovel. Instead of biting him, what could we do? She might not know. You might have to offer. Well, we could go on the swings while we're waiting for a turn, or you could ask him if you could play together. You could ask him if you'll be you could be next. He might not be done. We might have to wait for a little bit. You're brainstorming with her. Now you're in the problem-solving mode. Offer up one thing and pause and see how she responds. In the same way that I just like threw a bunch at you, don't do that to her. Give her one, see what she says, and then give her another option if that's not what she wants. Then we can keep problem solving. This is what problem solving is. We don't just, oh, here's what we do. Now you're, if the answer here is now you can't play in the sandbox, she doesn't learn anything. The next time this happens, she's going to do it again. We want to build a toolbox for her that she doesn't have right now. We want to give her a skill set that she doesn't have right now. We can, when she's calm, ask her if we can go check in. Let's go check in with him and see if he's okay. When you bit him, it hurt. I know you didn't want to hurt him. I know that you're a kind human. You are feeling really frustrated. Next time we'll do it differently. Fill her with the words that you want her to hear. If she hears that she's a bad kid, guess what? That's what she's going to think. 
If she hears that she's a kind human who made a bad choice, that's what she's going to think. One of the ways that we build empathy is by telling kids in a four-to-one ratio how amazing they are. Four-to-one. That means every bad thing that they hear about themselves, we want them to hear four good things about themselves, especially in these hard moments. I know that you're really kind. You didn't know what else to do with that hard feeling. Let's go see if he's okay. Let's go check in on him. When you're done emotion coaching her, you can turn to the other parent and say, oh, I'm really sorry that happened. We're working on building some coping strategies for her when she's feeling frustrated. I'm sorry that he got hurt. You can apologize to the other parent if it makes you feel better and you want to address them. But if she bites and then she just says, I'm sorry, guys, she's not learning anything. We've got to be emotion coaching for emotion processing. I love doing this podcast so stinking much. The only part that really stinks is that I don't get to hang out with you and hear your responses and your questions in real time. I've been running Tiny Humans Big Emotions parent support groups in person with folks. We meet once a month and we hang out and we dive into topics like how to co-parent, how to respond to these tiny humans' big emotions when you are at the end of your rope. What do you do when they're hitting, kicking, biting? How do we build lifelong coping strategies that can serve them for years to come? Well, I wanted to include you on this because not everyone lives in Vermont, it turns out. So we are launching the Tiny Humans Big Emotions membership where we get to hang out once a month together live. You get to ask your questions. We're going to dive in depth into these topics all for a really low monthly price so that you can have access to it. And so can everybody else. Guys, the more emotionally intelligent humans we raise, the better off we all are. So you want to come join me? You want to come hang out with me live? You know what? If you can't make it live, guess what? You get access to that video for a whole year so you can reference it. You can share it with your partner. Are you ready to do this? Are you ready to raise some emotionally intelligent humans with me? Head on over to tinyhumansbigemotions.com and sign up to be the first to know when this membership launches so that we together can collaborate on raising these emotionally intelligent humans. tinyhumansbigemotions.com. Go sign up today to be the first to know it's launching so soon. Okay, now let's imagine that you are playing at home and it's time to get ready for dinner and you have prepped Sarah and she knows that dinner's coming and it's about to be time to stop playing and all that jazz. And now it's dinner time and she's mad about it and she hits you. Woof. It's real hard to support them when they hit you, especially if you're caught off guard. One time in my classroom, I was playing and I was helping this little girl. She was feeling frustrated and she was the last kid in the world I would have imagined would hit me. I'd known her for a while and it just wasn't her go-to. She would withdraw more than she would lash out and, and hit or kick or bite or any of that. But so she slapped me across the face and I was like, whoa. So I was caught off guard for sure. And if I would have said anything to her in that moment, I would have been reacting instead of responding. 
So I felt my like blood boil. And then I looked at her and I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. And she was crying. She was angry. And she, she sat there and she cried until I came back. But I went to the bathroom and I paused and just breathed for 60 seconds. I just closed my eyes by myself and took deep breaths. And I pulled out my phone and I looked at my mantras and I found one that was helpful for me in that moment. (laughs) And I keep a list of mantras, phrases, whatever you'd like to refer to them as in my phone that I can read when I'm pretty sure that these kiddos are just trying to piss me off. It reassures me that that is not the case and that it is my job to regulate my emotions so that I can support them through theirs. So I I read one over and over and I took these deep breaths and then I felt myself calm down and I went back in and she's crying and she was angry and I went up to her and I said, oh, I'm not going to let you hurt my body. So I held her hands and I was like, I can tell that you're really frustrated right now. It is really frustrating when you're trying to put those together and it won't work. Can I give you a hug? And guys, it is really, really hard to give a kiddo a hug or to empathize with another human who just slapped you across the face. I get that. I genuinely get that but she's not responsible for my feelings. I am. That's why I took space to find my calm so I could respond to her. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster clucks. You've come to the right place. I'm Lynn Lyons, and I've been treating anxious families for over 30 years. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law and co-host Robin Hudson. Join us for Fluster Clucks, a podcast for parents who worry. Wait, that's everybody. Yeah, these last few years have felt like one long anxiety attack for so many. Why do you think parents are always surprised that a podcast about anxiety relates to them, even if no one in their house has an anxiety disorder? Well, worry is human. Everyone does it. And anxiety shows up when we face uncertainty. All the parenting tips you've taught me have been essential. I love to break it down into skills we need to manage worry in our families. We've covered so many topics depression, burnout, meltdowns, perfectionism. Don't forget scary mothers-in-law. Right, but of course that's not my mother-in-law. Because that's my mother. And a listener. As a psychotherapist, I like to teach parents and kids how to respond to everyday moments in healthy ways. Managing anxiety really can be taught. It really can. And I'll even tell you what to say. We talk about serious stuff, but without being too serious. Anxiety wants everything serious. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the tough stuff. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. 
She did. She collapsed into my arms and had a snuggle and I snuggled her knowing that like, she might bite me. She might, there might be something else that happens, or this might be exactly what she needs to calm down so that we can solve this problem together. And then later we did talk about it. About a half hour later, we were reading a book together and there was a kid that had a tear going down their face and she pointed to it and she was like, sad. And I was like, yeah, that kid does look sad. And then we talked about what he could do when he's feeling sad. And then we went into, and what can you do when you're feeling sad? What about when you're frustrated? Remember earlier when you couldn't get those together, they wouldn't stick together and you were working so hard. And then I came over and you slapped me across the face because you were so frustrated. What else could you do next time when you're feeling frustrated instead of hurting my body? What could you do? And we brainstormed it. She could stomp her feet. She could ask for help. She could yell really loudly. She could jump up and down. What do you do as an adult when you're frustrated? What does that look like? What are you modeling? Do you go for a run? Do you take deep breaths? Do you talk to somebody? Do you yell? Do you stomp? Do you scream? What do you do when you're feeling really frustrated to find your calm? How can we build that in for these tiny humans? Remember, it is not a time for law enforcement or delivery of justice when they are feeling the hard feeling. We want to. We want to say, that hurts my body when you hit me. We want to say, we don't hit. Those are go-to reactions, and I want to work as hard as we can to pause so that we can respond instead of react. She knows that we don't hit. She knows it hurts my body when she hits me. She didn't have another tool in her toolbox to pull from. It's my job to help her find her calm so we can build those tools so that she can get in the habit of having a hard feeling and then finding her calm so she can try again. This is how we build resiliency. If every time she tackles something that's challenging, she gets really frustrated and gives up because it's too hard, she's not going to go very far in life, guys. This is why emotional intelligence is far more valuable than IQ. We know that when your EQ is high, you can tackle almost anything because you can try again. If every time a kid fell down when they were trying to learn to walk, they gave up, they'd never learn to walk. They fall down a billion times and they get up a billion in one. And we want to continue that. That when they can't get those two Lego pieces to stick together, or they can't figure out how to build that tower, or take the lid off of that container, that they have the tools to process the hard stuff so they can try again. When we look at people who have rocked the world and come up with amazing, innovative inventions and are changing the world as we know it, those people failed so many times and they tried again. But you have to have the emotion processing skills to try again. I was chatting recently with a friend of mine who is a reading specialist and she works with a lot of kids who have dyslexia. And she said, the biggest game changer is whether or not they can process the hard emotion because they're going to get frustrated. They're going to be really angry when they can't get it. 
But if they can process that emotion, they'll try again. And those are the kids that she says has the most success. These kids are hitting and kicking and biting and spitting because they don't know what else to do with the hard feeling. Telling them that they're not allowed to hit, kick, or bite, or spit, they know that. Instead, let's empathize with the hard feeling and encourage them to find their calm. Be there to support them in finding their calm. And then once they're calm, we can problem solve. Your tone here matters. If you come up and say, yeah, it's really frustrating when you can't put those together, you're not going to get as far as, oh, it's so frustrating when you're working so hard and they won't stick together. How can I help you feel calm so we can solve this problem together? I want to help you. I know how frustrating it is when you're working so hard and it's not working. We empathize with a feeling, not a behavior. You're not condoning the hitting, the biting, the kicking by empathizing with the feeling beneath it. If you've ever felt frustrated, disappointment, embarrassment, shame, guilt, sadness, you can empathize with the feeling they're feeling. Also, I've never said feeling this many times in 20 minutes. When you can empathize, then we can tap into some coping strategies with them so they can find their calm, so we can move forward. We want to get them in the habit of doing something instead of hitting, biting, kicking, spitting. We want to give them a toolbox to pull from. It is not a time for law enforcement or delivery of justice. It's a time for emotion coaching, for emotion processing. All right, one of my other favorite tools here are social stories. So not in the moment, but later when things are calm, you can tell stories. You can tell a story about You can make one up about yourself. You can tell it about somebody else, about a time where you got really frustrated ugh, and you really wanted to hit somebody or kick somebody because you were so frustrated. You didn't know what else to do. And instead, you took some deep breaths or you asked for a hug or you stomped your feet or you went for a run or you put on music so that you could feel calm. And then you were able to ask for help or you were able to try it again. Or you were able to think of a new way to tackle it. We tell them these stories over and over and over and over so that they hear that there's another option. So that they remember when they're in that moment and they want to hit or kick or bite, that there's something else that they can do. I want to stay away from labeling feelings as good or bad. This is why I don't use the red, yellow, or green feelings. There are harder feelings, but they're not bad. It's okay to feel angry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel shame or embarrassment or guilt or disappointment. If they think they're only allowed to feel the easy feelings, the one that make you feel better, the happy, the excited, the calm, if those are the green feelings and those are the only ones they're supposed to feel, they're going to feel shame when they feel the hard stuff. Let's stop labeling feelings as good or bad and start talking about them as hard. That is a hard feeling and empathize with it. Let them know you know what that feels like. You felt it too. And here are some things that they can do to help their body feel calm. They don't have to live in that feeling forever. It's okay to feel scared. Sometimes I feel scared too. What can you do when you're feeling scared? How can you help your body feel calm? 
We're not telling them, oh, it will be okay. You'll get another turn with the shovel. Oh, it's just Legos. Don't give them an at least or a but or dismiss their hard feeling. Empathize with it. Then we can move forward, guys. All right, guys, over on Instagram, will you share a photo or a story about your tiny human's big emotion and use hashtag tiny humans, big emotions, and I will come cheer you on and support you and guide you through this. Everybody is having hard emotions. You are not alone in this. All right, y'all. I'll see you over on the gram at seed.and.so. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.